I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday special version of the Lost of Words podcast. I'm joined, as ever, every week by Bradley Todd. Brad, hello. Good evening, Tom. How are we doing, mate? Good. Yeah, this is a this is a different one for us. It's what are we? Nearly six o'clock on a on a Wednesday evening. Uh, we we kind of discussed this in the past about maybe doing some kind of side market bets and and things like that because we we kind of touch upon them, don't we? On the yeah. On the Monday show, normally never, the end of the show. Yeah, um, and we never really, we, we just give our outright picks, right? And I think I think that's mm-hmm. one. That's because you know you offer your services, you know, behind a paywall, and people mm-hmm. can see your kind of side markets that way. But also because on a Monday we don't necessarily have a chance to dive into these markets. We don't see the odds just yet, and right, yeah. For, you know, thirdly, like it just takes a lot of time. <laughs> like it's just as simple as that. And sometimes mm-hmm. we haven't got the time to, to cover them all. So. I thought just being the Masters, it was worth doing a quick 30 minutes or so, uh, just covering our favourite bets uh, in the side markets, uh, maybe just going over some anything we've learned during the week, whether it's changed our mind on any outrights or anything like that. Um, but uh, the way I see it, Brad, we'll look at the kind of first round leader market, top 20s, a couple of the top nationality markets, and then maybe the mm-hmm. debutant market as well, because um, I know you're kind of keen on someone there. So yep. I think that's probably going to cover it all. First question, I guess, then. Has anything come out over the course of the last couple of days that makes you question any of your outright picks or make you want to add anyone? Uh, n- no, nothing nothing in particular. I'm sticking to my guns. Um, I still feel, obviously, I've seen that there's even more rain forecasted. Um, I kind of get this, I, I don't know why, I've, I, I get a feeling like Victor Hovland could do something this week all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I I feel like the the conditions might suit him. You know, his ball strike has been excellent. He's one I think at a price that I'm looking at more and more. You can get him at forty to one. Um, I think you can get yeah, I think forty to one you can get him. It's he's one that's sort of uh, come into my thoughts a lot more throughout the week than he did on a Monday. Um, his form is solid here, rather than, rather than spectacular which is fine because generally he's only played it three times like he's he's never had that blow up round that i thought victor hovland would have had yeah. at augusta like you know, everything you hear is like he can't chip that's why he can't play with augusta well the first time he played here in what was that 2019 was he mm-hmm. amateur then or was it was he playing as a pro i can't remember i think he might have been an amateur yeah so if he was an amateur that week, that's even better. He he never uh, shot over par. He shot level par in the first round and then broke par 71, 71, 71 for the next three days. Then he comes back in 2021. Uh, again, nothing worse than 73. Breaks par in round two, shooting 70. Uh, goes into the final round in 13th place, finishes 21st. And then last year, Still doesn't break 70, but level par opening, 71 on a Saturday. He just had that 76 on Friday that kind of cost him. But mm-hmm. it feels like he's he's definitely capable of shooting, you know, making the birdies he needs to make. I haven't looked hole by hole how he did it, whether he made a ton of birdies and kind of backed off or whether he struggles mm-hmm. to make birdies. But it does feel like he's maybe similar to someone that I, I'm going to come on to now and we'll, we might as well do it that way. Mm-hmm. Kind of feel like he's working his way into form like Shane Lowry did. Here. Yeah. So 
So Shane Lowry for the first four appearances, miscut, first knife, miscut, miscut. So Hovland's already better than that. But, you know, Lowry all of a sudden went 25th uh, in 2020 with rounds of 69, 68 in the middle, 21st in 2021 where he was eighth after round one. And then last year, famously, obviously had a chance to to win at one point. He was second at the Thursday yeah, stage. And, you know, really on Saturday had a good chance till he blew up, right? Mm-hmm. So he would be someone, I think, maybe now that the, the weather's you know, getting tougher, would relish those conditions. Um, I, I think maybe Larry, I, I, I kind of dismissed him out of hand a little bit at the start because I just don't think he's playing quite well enough. But no, I do think not. he's the type to up his game in these bigger tournaments. Yeah, definitely, I agree, and I think that with the conditions, it will it will only play in his hands. Um, but yeah, touching on Hovland again, I just he's had that experience now as well, isn't he? Um, last year contending in a major. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Open. So I just feel like he might be even more geared up and um, prepared to go again this year. So, so I guess I guess the downside with Hovland, he's playing with Woods the first two days. Yeah, with Shoffley, well, another one of my picks, isn't it? Yeah, I've I've actually I've actually picked Xander Shoffley to win that first round free ball, How and only, only because, I uh, yeah, I, I think one he's had the experience. He's played with Tiger like four times, I think now. The two times they've played together in an opening round, uh, Xander's won both times. I think he shot sixty nine both times. I think it was a Tory Vine. That's good research. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so he's done well there. That was all on tour tips. You can look at kind of like the playing partners of that um i think i've never utilized that part yeah have have a look at that because you can you can you can put in kind of hovland versus woods for example and you'll see that they've never played together and Ah, that to me that's massive was a negative um i just think that one he's the type of person and unless i've input it wrong and that's why he's not come up i can't remember a time hovland's played with woods and i just think he's the type that would get a little bit distracted in the moment um maybe wants to look at what Woods is doing because as we've just sort of said there he's never really played badly here and maybe if he just watches Woods do a couple of things he can pick up something that helps him going forward and that just may be a bit of a distraction plus the crowds etc mm-hmm. whereas Shuffle has yeah. been there done that yeah, he knows um, what to expect from the situation in yeah. five starts here Shuffle has had five sub 70 rounds so I don't I think he'll just get on with his own thing so mm-hmm. I like Shuffle's get up to a good start tomorrow. So that's one of the three balls. We're going to go back and forth a little bit here because every time mm-hmm. we mention someone, it might link into something. But yeah. Shuffle to beat Woods and Victor Hovland uh, in round one was something like I liked. Um, I'm just trying to find the best odds for that. I love it when it says something ridiculous like 16 to 11 and you've actually got mm-hmm. a like that in your head. 29 to 20 at Bet365 for uh, Xander Shuffle to beat Hovland and Woods. Like that a lot. So Coming a few back. three balls. Oh, oh, sorry, do you want to go into first let, round lead? Let, or do you want no, to let's do three balls, balls as we started it, mate, because okay. I think I think that makes sense. Now we can come on to these first round leaders. So yeah. I started that way. So I'll give you. I basically wrote up an article with the three that I did earlier, and I'll give you my three, and then we'll come on to to what you've got. Well, I've only briefly looked at them. I mean, I I've probably spent about five five ten minutes. Um, completely honest with you but there's a few that stand out like Mita Pereira um, it's 4-7 to beat Langer and Carr obviously Langer's got a really good record here yeah Mita's been flying at the moment oh, well, I say flying but we don't know how to value that form on the live tour but he's been hitting the ball really well um, and I feel he could do well this week so yeah I yeah. feel like obviously it's a short price you could bump it up with a, another short one that Minwoo Lee playing against there 
Mize and Harrison Crow. Uh, yeah. Good amateur, mind you. But yeah, two to nine. Uh, you can you can um, parlay a of these up, can't you? To you can. get better odds. Uh, they're two that I would just stick together. I think um, Mitchell against um, Kazuki Higa and Garcia, another one that stood out. Um, again, Mitchell's uh, ball striking has been really good. I feel like he can play well here. Um, and then a, a very the most controversial one, I'd say, which is uh, it's a tough one, is uh, Patrick Reed to be yes. Tagala and Svensson. Yeah. Do you agree on that? I I that Two was the last one I left. So I did. I made three picks on Golf Monthly earlier, and that was the one I left out purely because. I think the gala could cause an issue. I think I, I think the gala could speech. be an issue as well. Yeah, that's um, the thing. But, but the I, price is there. I think it does. Uh, I think it's juicy enough. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, of the people that I'm, so I've, I've had a couple of people this week outrights that I think if they went on to win, I'd feel a little bit stupid. And Patrick Reed's one of them. He, he keeps mm-hmm. he keeps sneaking up into my mind that he could play well here. <laughs> um, Definitely. And seven to five to win that that three ball isn't isn't a bad price. I like the Mitchell. I think taking on Garcia is a good thing to do. Kazuki Higa's new um, mm. here. Scott Stallings to beat VJ Singh and Matthew McLean is interesting. Um, you are being asked to take a short price about someone that isn't the best player in the world. Um, yeah. But I thought that was an interesting one. But the one the, the two that I've gone for, I've gone for Russell Henley to beat Fred Couples and Alex Noren. Um, so. Fred Couples, of course, Masters legend, absolutely loves it. But he's not made yeah. a cut here uh, since he finished 38th in 2018. And his scoring average over the past four starts is 76.25. Then mm. you look at Alex Noren's uh, average here, 75.13. Uh, he's never, he's actually, um, I don't think he's ever broken 70 around here. Might not even have broken par around here. Um, Henley's scoring average is 72.45, but that includes an 81 in his second round in 2013. So when you look at it, he's been a perfect five for five since his debut. Um, he's never finished outside the top 31 since then. He's broken par in round one twice at Augusta Open with a 68 and a 71. So I think just the way he played uh, in the match play looked pretty good. Uh, mm. He played pretty well in the players as well. So Alex Noren hates Augusta. Fred Couples probably broken at this point. I think that Russell Henley yeah. um, is good value. Like Especially, mm-hmm. at, especially at plus money. I, I was surprised when you look at some of the others that I can't believe that's plus money. No, I really I, can't. I think I'm guessing it is, you know you are taking on Russell Henley, right? It's not you're not taking on two seniors. But if if we're basically saying couples is a non-factor, which I think he is, you're you're basically going head to head on Henley and Noren, and I don't get why Henley's thirteen to ten. No, I don't. So. So that's the one for me. And then this is going to be the controversial one for, for between us two, Brad, is I think that Charles Schwartzel wins his three ball on no, Thursday. I actually think you might be right. No, I, okay. I agree with you. No, no, I agree with you. Um, as much as I'm big on um, Aldrich Potgaita, yeah. uh, I, I feel he might get off to a sort of slowish start, you know, trying to get his way around uh, the course, just adapting to the environment and the competition. Um but yeah, well, I hope he gets off a good start. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Schwartzel knows the course so well as the previous winner. So yeah, yeah I can see your angle there. The the, the thing is with with Potgeiter is he could he could still be top debutant and shoot a seventy four on day one, yes, right? And, exactly. and I and I think that Schwartzel 
very much is a threat to not, not only break par, but, you know, go and break 70, kind of 68, 69 mm-hmm. on day one. Um, obviously, we've got the negative that he plays on live now. That's what people are going to focus on. And that's probably why he's a price that he is. But yeah. he's one of the ones, one of the few people that's actually won a live tour event that's in the field this week. And he's also shot second round 65 last week in Orlando for whatever that is worth. You just look at how well he's played in the Masters last three, uh, 25th, 26th and 10th. And you go back to 2017, he was third as well. So he's really got to grips with being a Masters champion, a returning Masters champion, if you like. Yeah. He is being asked to take on Taylor Moore, who won the Valspar. But debutant. Debutant again, yeah. Yeah, you're taking on two debutants. And I just think that no matter how well Moore and Potgeiter might play throughout the course of the week, I think just knowing his way around straight away on Thursday it just gives him that little edge short show. so I do like that yeah so um, they uh, sorry mate I was just gonna say uh, I see there's a two ball as well that um yeah. another short one like Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Nart. Nart. yeah yeah I mean that's another one you could stick in an hacker I feel I quite I feel quite confident about now he's coming to a bit of form he's made his last like played pretty well in his last three starts on the live tour and obviously inside the top 20 um in his last three starts at the masters so yeah, yeah what's he done on live so he's gone 20th sixth and 22nd so the sixth is obviously pretty impressive isn't it at yeah. tucson uh 22nd last week but he had a 66 in round two and a 69 yeah, over the weekend and yeah even at mike over he started with 74 but then came back 69 69 uh probably kevin Nile's favorite number but his his Masters record is actually phenomenal considering Pretty good, yeah. the type of player he is, right? So he missed his first two cuts, 2010-2011, but then uh, 12th in 2012, 12th in 2015, 13th in 2020, 12th in 2021, 14th in 2022. Like, he's actually not a bad top 20 shout. I don't think so either, yeah. I think this could be a good shout. He's only missed three cuts out of, yeah. what, how many? Like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 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 11 starts. And, and, he, and he's not the type of player that you think should play well here. So no. in that respect, it's actually a, a really impressive, um, you know, bank of form, really. Better, mm-hmm. better form than it even looks. Like, he strikes me as like those kind of Webb Simpson types that overachieves on a golf course. And you, you wonder what they could have done if they could hit the ball a bit further. Yeah. Any any more for th- Three balls. I think I think that's probably no, it. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I only just sort of touched on them. So there was just what like a few that just stuck out to me straight away. They're notoriously um, difficult as well, right? I mean, Cameron Champ's actually in a two ball as well with Ola Tharbo. Is that is that correct? I don't think there was two two balls on the card. No, I didn't think so either. Let me just I'm just looking at the the the, the betting, and that's one of the ones that caught oh, yeah, out. I see that. Yeah. Maybe that's just a betting uh, thing. Let me just check. Who he's actually playing with as well, but he's like he's four to eleven best price with Betway. I seems. mean, the Lafabel can't play anymore, but I don't actually know that that is actually a two ball. I thought it was only one two ball. No, they are a two ball. They are a two ball at eleven oh six local time. So um, I don't know. I mean, that that seems short just because short. he could shoot eighty, couldn't he? Um, uh, I know he's popular. I know Champ is popular. Uh, and he loves know, it here as well. He does. I just couldn't do it. But he hasn't been playing well at all. Yeah. The only other angle I thought about is if Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris are both injured, then Morikawa at 13-8 isn't bad. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know that both oh, of them will struggle. Yeah, yeah that, that's the concern. Um, and you're being asked to take it. Do, do you believe in this, Gordon Sargent? Because if not, then Day is probably good value at 11 to 8 on. Well, of course, I, I, I believe in him. I think everything I've heard, he sounds like an absolute superstar in the making. The only issue I have is that obviously he's, he's, he's in on a sponsored um, exemption. Well, not sponsored, yeah. but just an exemption itself. Um, and I just feel as though he's never played any like um, events like a professional level on a tour. Um, and I just maybe it's just a bit too much for him to be just go straight in and with all this expectations and he's had a lot of media coverage and stuff. You know, he's meant to be the next greatest thing, but who knows how he's going to turn up and he's going to take that pressure. You know, it's uh, I I feel as though it could go two ways. He could he could open with a 68 and everyone's getting like stupidly excited about him, um, which they already are. But yeah. his price for top amateurs just absolutely plummeted. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's. I, I mean, he he's number one amateur for a reason. I think he's got a scoring average of like 68 um, over it this year, um, which is just stupid. Uh, so I I do believe in him. Um, I I'd like I'm taking him on in the top amateur market, but um, yeah, I, I just just because of how much value it's it's created, and I just don't know how he's gonna like play this week based off its first professional event i think we see it quite often I and mean, i don't this this is very anecdotal so no one quote me on it because i haven't actually looked in it but i find it, it like i don't always think that the, the most obvious top debutant comes in at the masters very often like i like i, I feel like it, it is a bit of a mixed bag i had um i did bet uh nakajima keita nakajima last year and that yeah. did feel just again but he's been playing on the japan uh the japanese tour you know the men's tour for you like yes he's got like that experience you know tournament golf at a professional level um i feel that goes a long way i really do i really do um and he and sergeant hasn't had any of that and he hasn't had any experience playing in a major whereas some of the um other amateurs have uh so yeah i think that a lot of that goes against him um that he might just not need it at all and just go out and just shoot the lights out but it's i looking at it i think he's too short based off all of that if you know what i mean oh uh, 2021 2022 no amateurs made the cut so that's the other thing we, with the threat that we've got here is like i don't know what the the what happens there if the, none of them make the cut but no one did make the cut in 2021 or 2022 2020 andy ogletree 2019 Victor Hovland, 2018 Doug Gim, 2017 Haggis mm-hmm. um, 2016 Bryson. So, I, when you look at it, actually Hideki 2011, Patrick Cantlay 2012, Manasero 2010. Like maybe it is just the most talented people do it. Um, so that does obviously work in in his favour, but Sergeant's favour. But I, yeah, it's a tough one. Let, let's mm. come back on to that when we do the top debutant market. The, the last one I wanted to say was maybe Shane Lowry to beat Peters and uh, Mackenzie Hughes on day one. Uh, Peters yeah. out of form. Hughes, not typically the best fit for this golf course, uh, could be yep. one to look at. Let's go into first round leader. Uh, I've gone very course form heavy. Like and It wasn't intentional. These are the people I had in my mind. And then just when I looked at it in the, in the course form thing, it's happened again. But... Jordan Spieth led after round one in 2015, 2016 and 2018. 
I could definitely see him getting off to a fast start again tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. The the afternoon starters seem to have a, a way better record here for whatever reason. Do, yeah. There's not that many afternoon starters this year, like full stop. Like there's only a few groups, so I don't know how that's going to translate this. But he's playing. He's the last group out with uh, Tommy Fleetwood and uh, Tony Finau. I think that's a bit of a comfortable pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's recently been the, the round one leader at Sony and famously missed the cut the next day. And even at Valspar, he's one back going into Friday. So I think he's just he is starting fast in general. He has been the round one leader here three times. So I thought him to be the like if, if I was going to get him in in any way, shape or form, I'd rather yeah. back him to lead after round one, uh, 25 to one. Yeah, like it. Next for me was Ander Schauffele. Uh, he's tied this year with Sung Jae in terms of round one scoring, a sixth uh, in round one scoring average. Uh, between 2019 and 2021, Xander's finished second, 17th, and third at this golf course. Second round, 68 um, in 2019, and another round of 67 in round one in 2020 to sit two back. 2021, they had 69 and 68 as well. So he's got those kind of five sub 70 rounds, which is really impressive to me. Eye-catching already is the fact that he shot um, a 65 at the American Express to open up and a 67 in Phoenix as well. Ninth in strokes going to approach this season. Leads the tour in 150 to 175 yards. And he also ranks inside the top 10 for 175 to 200, which is all good stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, as I said earlier, I think he's fine with playing with Tiger Woods, which would be the negative that people would bring up. I think any one of those three can kind of catch fire and, and get a low round in them. Uh, Woods obviously dependent on health, but I think just those three players playing together could bring out the best in the three. Mm-hmm. Sung Jae-in was next for me. Uh, very, very obvious. Um, second and eighth here in three starts. When he was second in 2020, he opened with a 66 to sit one back of the first round lead. And then last year he opened with a 67 to lead by one going into the second round. Uh, you, you you don't necessarily think the strike, you know, Lightning's going to strike twice, but Spieth's done it three times, Couple's done it twice, Rose's done it four times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's absolutely fine. And he's already sat within two of the first round lead four times this season alone, playing with Cameron Smith and Hideki Matsuyama. Comfortable pairing with those um, as President Cup's teammates as well. So I liked that. And then the obvious one is Justin Rose. He's done it four times already. Why not five times? Yeah. No, exactly. I'm with you on Justin Rose as well. I mean, it's all there in front of you. We mentioned it, didn't we, when we were uh, on the podcast on Monday. Like, it's just, he's coming into form. He's had a great comeback this year. So, yeah, he's an obvious first-round leader. And I think most people are on that this week, if you're betting first-round leader. And, and, like, I get that, like, everyone's like, oh, it can't keep happening. But it does. So Yeah, exactly. And it's not even... Like he's now he's gone into 40s one. He was 50 to one when I first started doing this. Yeah, um, but he's he's 40 to one six places. He's been like he's not only led after four you know four occasions, but he's actually been within three shots of the lead three more times on top of that as well. So the chances are he's going to get some each way payout for you. Uh, he obviously just walked into Augusta just absolutely buzzing on a Thursday probably believes he's going to shoot the lowest round of everyone every single time he tees out there on a Thursday. Started mm-hmm. fast at the Houston Open in November and he bounced and he added another one of those with 66 at the American Express. So the fact that he's got that recent win, he's playing with Corey Connors and he is one of the people that has to play with a live player. He's playing with Dustin Johnson. 
Mm-hmm. But I think him and Connors can bounce off one another, and I don't think he's going to be phased by playing with Dusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I agree. That's where I am. Who did? You, who else did you look at in the first round? Either I I really like Harold Varner. Um, I thought like obvious reasons like he is Harold Varner. He gets off to hot starts. Um, he's like the Munoz. He's he's very popular in this market. Yeah. Um, so but not only that, he he's been playing quite. Oh, he's been playing decent enough. Right, he's been getting a little bit better recently. In the last event, um, he opened with a 66. I think it was he was fifth after round one. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he hit the ball a lot better. Faded again. Um, but what I liked is that he, on his debut last year, he he op- he, he opened with 71. Um, he op- he, round two, 71. Then he shot a, a third round of 80, then closed with a 69. Yeah. Um, and that 69 just sort of gives me that hope that he can he can go low round here. You know, he can find a low one. Um, and like, I mean, it's just he's just that kind of person that will and does it on so many occasions goes low um i think he'll be relished in uh playing back with everyone today uh this week sorry yeah um, at the masters so yeah i'm, I'm really like i think i got him at 100 to 18 places so uh, i think he's drifted uh, not drifted uh, shortened up to uh 80s now uh yeah. eight places which is fine i think that's totally fine Two under par rounds to open, 10th after round one, 6th after round two last year. Uh, and like you say, bounced back from a terrible Saturday round with a 69. That's three under par rounds in, out of four on his debut. Um, it, it all just depends what Harold Varner is now. Like if, if if Harold Varner had spent the last year on the PGA Tour and we'd seen all of his you know results come in, he had a couple of decent first round goes, like people would be on it and he'd probably be 70 to one, right? Like you're, you're taking... You're getting an extra thirty points or, or whatever he is now because he's because he's lived there. It's it's, it's yeah. simple. I love that. that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think that's the only reason he's a hundred to one uh, because as you say, notoriously starts faster. I've got a feeling he's actually had a few first round leads in his career, but I haven't actually looked into that because he wasn't someone that came on my radar. Let's just have a look. What's that, sir? How many? How, how many he's had in his career? Yeah. The Charles Schwab Challenge, um, second at Saudi International. That's what he ended up winning. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's, he's had a Wyndham Championship back in 2020. So he's had a couple then already. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's always within a few shots. There's so many top fives. There's a second, a couple of seconds, third, Northern Trust. Fifth at the Heritage. Yeah, I'm just just looking. I just just brought it up on Tortich, right? So for anyone that hasn't used it, you go on the in and out of contention, you type in the player. Uh, I always put the parameters. So you can do shots behind leader, and I always go minus ten as if they've been ten shots ahead, which they never are, and within two shots of the first round lead, only because it's it's all well and good just looking at how many times they've been a first round leader, but like being within two shots suggests that they you know had a chance on that day. So as you've already said, he, he he was the first round leader at the Charles Schwab. He was within two of the Saudi International. He's within one at the Sanderson Farms in 2021, within two uh the Houston Open, within one at the Shriners in 2020, led Wyndham, led Charles Schwab in 2020, led the Phoenix Open in 2019, led the Australian PGA. Um so yeah, I mean he's he's been what, one, two, three, four, five first round leads in his career since twenty sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Pretty, pretty good um so yeah i like that anymore or is that kind of where we are at the moment 
Um, I Sepp Stracker is another one that I liked, and uh, Taylor Gooch just off the but Sepp Stracker sort of played pretty well last week at the ball. Good, yeah. Um, again, another one that. Um, did okay on his debut, finished with a seven, close to a 71 under round, under par round. Um, again, he can start fast. Um, so, yeah, he's someone that appealed. And Gooch is just someone that I, I just, again, played well on debut, um, has started off. He's, uh, surprisingly, when I looked at his, um, his uh, first round leader records, he's been first round leader quite a few times throughout his career. And he started uh, hot a few times uh, since going to the, to live tour uh, and then just fading away had a really good chance to win in my Coba, um yeah. and then shot a final round 76 um but yeah so they're they're the four players i'm sort of targeting in uh, the first round leader market this week yeah i actually think gooch is an interesting one in that free ball as well he's got chasing co-crack and one of the seniors i can't remember which one it is um but mm. um he's odds on which i thought co-crack can cause him probably an issue so didn't bother but yeah three Three times he's been the first round leader, once on Live, twice at the Houston Open, and he's also been within one of the lead at the Arnold Palmer and the Digital Alley Open on the Corn Ferry Tour. So, typically fast starter, uh, played well here last year. Do think he's one of those ones where, because he played well at St Andrews as well, didn't he, for a little bit? He um, did, yeah. And then, and then faded. Does seem to be that he does fade after a, a, a good mm-hmm. start, but yeah, nothing worse than 74 last year on his debut. Uh, one under par round in the final round keeps him coming back. I think the thing we've got to look at with with first round leader at the Masters is that like, we'll we'll always be looking for who's shot a 65 on a golf course at some point or who's shot a 65 in a neighbouring state or whatever, and you just don't get that Augusta. <laughs> like it's so hard to even break 70 um, and even break par. Like I think you've got to look for those guys that have really hit. You've got to kind of condition, yeah, you've got to condition your mind of like. Okay, if he's broken 72 and then shot under par at some point in the first couple of starts, that's good enough. Um, and then you can build from there. Um, so that a slightly different approach to that. I've I've definitely gone with course horses in in speed, shuffle him and rows, but I just think I basically had one from the 20s, from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and I thought that was a pretty yeah. pretty steady way of doing it. And I, yeah. I do I did want a long shot. I've gone a I bit long, bit crazy. Um, but yeah, I think that's what their market is for. Is yeah. That's what their market is for. Um, you yeah. do want the long shots, and Sung James now shortened up since I've done it. So, I, I think if I was looking for for a long shot at the moment, there's a couple of hundreds of ones about on. I'd be interested to see what Harris English has done. I haven't really looked into him. I thought that's someone that could kind of just pop up and be a weird first round leader of the Masters. Uh, don't hate Charles Schwartz or two minutes after what we've just said um, hundreds one as well so I just felt like there wasn't massive amounts of value you've kind of picked out the ones I did think had a chance and I think they're just valued high because of live it's as simple yeah. as that um, yeah I think that's the first round leader market covered top 20s let's have a little look at that I've kind of looked for people that are odds against so Sung James 11 to 10 there's actually a 13 to 10 about on a rogue sports book if you want to use that. But 11 to 10, Sung JM generally, I thought was pretty fair uh, in the top 20 market. I don't really see him out of that. Same with Justin Rose. Uh, but I've also got another bet that we can look at him for later on. Um, in terms of like big value bets, top 20, I thought Chris Kirk was interesting. He's playing so well, three to one. Um, yeah. 
Danny Willett three to one. I think he's got a good chance. Obviously, I liked him as a bit of a long shot anyway uh, in the outright market. They were really about the people that caught my eye. Now I'm now I've somehow taught myself into Charles Schwartz or winning the Masters. He's seven to one for a, he's he's seven to one for a top twenty, which is uh, it's pretty, pretty good value, isn't it? When you, when you yeah. look at his record uh, in recent years it depends what you think he is as a player right like anymore mm-hmm. 25th 26th 10th the last three years he had a third in uh 2017 the only thing i would say about the 25th and the 26th it's not like he was in the top 20 and fed out like he was never there but after 36 holes last year he was second finished 10th he was third in that 2017 renewal when he was actually inside the top 20 for three of the rounds um when he was 25th two years after winning he was inside the top 20 going into the the final two rounds and when he won he was never outside the top 20 even though he was um you know off the pace slightly in, uh, in comparison to Roy McIlroy so he does tend to stick around this kind of top 20 top 30 mile even when he was 38th he was actually 12th going into the final round he's the one seven to one Charles Schwartz or top 20 um 65 last week had a had a win on live already mm-hmm. uh, I think I think he's the type that just doesn't care what anybody thinks about him so he can do it I, I like that any for you I haven't taken any in the top 20 market but going off of what we said earlier about Kevin Nah, he looks quite a big price uh yeah, six to one. yeah six to one so I yeah, think both and, those two I mean, guys same price as Gordon Sargent to put in perspective which is wild you know? they're, they're just not they're not popular anymore are they they'd be three and four to one if they were on the PJ tour still I've got yeah, to think yeah. that um yeah, yeah. so yeah, let's, let's go with Nara and Schwartz as our top 20 plays, shall we? Mm-hmm. That's it. Top debutant. We'll quickly go through this. I think Sahith Thagala, he is the favourite. I do like him. Uh, 11 to 2 for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to go a little bit rogue and, and take Aldrich in there? I haven't gone that rogue. I just, uh, I think Mito Pereira's got to be my top debutant. Um, yeah, I was, I was I was very sad to see him leave PJ Tour. Yeah, um, he was one he was one of them. You know, like Cameron Smith, Nito, uh, Neiman. You know, they were the ones that really that like, shit. You know, just lost some really <laughs> top dogs here. Uh, but yeah, it, as we've said millions of times, it's really tough to value the form from the live events. Um, but he has been incredibly consistent um, since finishing 18th CJ uh, CJ Cup which was his last event on BJ Tour. Um, he hasn't finished worse than 15th in six events, finished runner-up in Japan at Dunlop Phoenix event, sixth and fifth in his last two events on the Live Tour, finished inside the top 10 for greens and regulation in his last five starts. I mean, it was limited for stats, but that's pretty good. Um, he ranked first in greens and regulation, first in scrambling last week in Orlando, um, and he just continues to hit the ball long and accurately. Um, obviously, he's He's got the major experience, which I think is crucial in this market. Like he, he should be a major champion already. Like he gifted the US PGA Championship away <laughs> in like a heartbreaking fashion. Um, yeah. That's golf. Um, so I think that's pretty crucial. I think he has that experience, whereas no one in, else in that market does. Um, to you know, he has contended. Um, I do think he has the game for uh, for Augusta. He's obviously a really good ball striker. Just because he's left for the Live Tour doesn't mean you know, he's not going to be a great ball striker. Um, he's above average in distance, tidy around the green. 
excellent record on bent grass greens which i found really really interesting like two of his three corn Ferry tour wins came on bent grass greens um he recently had a second dunlop phoenix um the live tuscan event he finished sip also backed that up and he finished tied 13th on his debut at murfield village at the memorial um, tournament so yeah i i, I like you i think tagala is also going to be a, like i think he's going to take to augusta i think he's going to be um a threat and kitayama as well uh, makes a lot of sense fits the profile got his breakthrough win in a really tough field at the arnold palmer um but he's got a pretty poor record in the majors i mean tied 51st is his best ever finish in nine appearances so that's a bit concerning uh so yeah mito is my my pick yep like that um it's a tough one i, I think i think when we go into the the nationality ones oh, oh no so let's go let's go top amateur so you're this is where you're going to take aldrich polk right yes right you're going to yes. take him at six to one um maybe mm-hmm. you've got a little bit bigger at the time but he's six to one basically in the hope that he takes on Sargent because Aldrich's playing South African events, whereas Sargent's well, just stuck yeah. to Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll go into it quickly. I won't go over it all. But everything I've said about Sargent earlier is that I'm slightly concerned. You know, he hasn't tested himself yet and he's going to have a lot of expectations and pressure to win the Silver Cup. You can see that by the price and everyone's backing him. Um, but, yeah, Potgeit is a player that I've sort of um, been on my radar for a while. Uh, he's, he's he come out of uh, Louis Oosterfeyer's Junior Golf Academy in South Africa. Um, Louis in the field this week. He's spoken really highly of Potagaita in the past. I think they're from the same um, hometown, even Mallow Bay. And uh, yeah, he hits it a hell of a long way. I mean, that's what everyone said about Gordon Sargent. Like he's an ex- like he's got that ball speed, um, and he's he's hits it a country mile. Um, I, I mean. This kid also hits it an absolute mile as well for everything I've heard. And uh, I just feel like having someone as like Ustfizer as a mentor this week could make all the difference. He's also playing in that free ball, as we've already said, with Schwartzel. So he can pick his brain as well um, if need be. Um, you know, I'm sure they're looking out for him this week as they're the only two South Africans in the field other than uh, Potgarter. So, yeah, I mean, Sergeant wouldn't surprise me, but Potgart has had that experience. He's played four events. He's played in the Open uh, Championship. He did comfortably miss the cup, but look, this is all experience he can draw upon, whereas Sargent doesn't have any of that. Um, so, yeah, and he's also coming into this event off the back of like two excellent results. He beat Sam Bennett five and four in the Georgia Cup. Um, and then just days before, he won the Junior Invitational by like 12, 13 shots at Sage Valley <laughs> Golf Club just down the road. Um, he won the African Amateur Championship back in February. So, yeah, he's he's a serious uh, prospect. And I just feel like because I think he drifted to 13 to 2, like off the back of everyone backing him on Tuesday. And I, I grabbed it. Like I thought he was, he was 6 to 1, drifted a little bit. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get on him now. Um, and yeah, I think he's back, best price. Um, it was 6 to 1 for um, 13 to 2. Oh, no, no, no. What is the best price? Uh, is it six to, yeah, I think it's six to one now. Yeah, that is the best price now. Yeah, six to so, one. Yeah, so yeah, I, I really like him. Just uh, obviously, it's a long shot in some aspect because Sergeant's so well liked. But yeah, I think he's he's a really good value and being underrated here. Yep, like that. There's normally a top nationality bet that I do like. I struggled this time around, but I like Justin Rose at seven to two to be top Englishman. 
I is six to four mm-hmm. that he finishes in the top twenty. I think he could be. I think by finishing the top twenty, he, he would be the top Englishman potentially. Yeah. So, um, I think Fitz is hurt. Hatton, as we said, you know, vocally has been you know quite despondent about the Masters. I don't necessarily believe in Tommy Fleetwood at the moment. I actually think that taking Danny Willett at seven to one and Justin Rose at seven to two in the top English markets take on those top three is not a bad idea. Yeah, I like it. Did you not feel like getting a bit more um, adventurous and taking him as top GB in Ireland? No, because Rory will finish fourth and <laughs> just piss, just piss well, me this off. This is it. I, 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 I actually opted to take him in this market. Just right. Purely, I know, obviously, like you, I was, I was very torn. Um, I thought I was going to take, uh, take him in the top English market, but then I opted for the top team because just because, like, as we said um, on Monday, like with Rory, who is obviously gunning for the Grand Slam. He's been playing really well, but it's just a lot of pressure. Uh, it's uh, not only just uh, to win and everyone expected him to win, but also I think the added pressure of performing with all the the live golfers, where he's obviously been the face and voice, you know, amongst all this controversy. I just it's either going to spur him on or become an added distraction. If you know, if you know what I'm yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, I agree. In his in his, in his mission. Um, so um, I'm banking that it's going to be a distraction. But, yeah, you've obviously got Lowry and Power as well who could... Yeah, La- Lowry and Rory kind of concern me there, whereas I don't have that issue in the English market. Mm-hmm. I will say. I'm going to take... I've taken him, um, I think, 30... No, 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 8 to 2, 19 to 2. I think. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I think I'm optimistic. I think he risky. can win. It's so risky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Think, if you're taking I, him to win, then why not? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he can win the tournament, so... Um, top left-hander Brian Harmon could just beat the the, the two could broken live players. Um, I don't want to do it just because Bubba will just do something just to wind everybody up. But Mifflin finished with a good round as well last yeah. year. And, and, so and his, record is, his record was seen here as well. So like, yeah, I've gone really rogue here. So we talked about top Canadian right on the show on Monday yeah. um, about how like he was odds on but was decent value. Corey Connors. On Bet365, you can do first round top golfer by category. No way. And Corey Connors is seven to five. So that's how you can get odds against on Corey Connors against his Canadians if you think he's just going to be the lowest placed Canadian on day one. And I think that's how I'm going to do that. Um, yeah. I think he, I think he starts fast. And if we're talking about a Justin nice Rose, little angle that. Yeah. It is. And we talk about Justin Rose. I mean, Rory, even if he's going to go on to win, might not start fast. You can actually have a 14 to 1, nearly 15 to 1 double on Rose to be top GBNR after round one and Corey Connors to be top Canadian. Mm-hmm. It's a way, way to look at it. Um, this yeah. this means I've been looking at it way too much over the last... And I say way too much, I'm doing it whilst we're talking here um, at some of these yeah, yeah. things. But um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting way to do it. And you could also... You, if, if you thought point guards... You can't add that in there. I was going to say point guards is 11 to 2, but you can't add it on as an acker. Um, fun. I think that's probably it, mm-hmm. unless you've got any other um, ones you wanted to cover. Well, uh, the only other one that I, I feel is a new market that we see this year is the top live. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Reed? So that's, I thought that was an interesting market. Obviously, it's, so, it's stiff competition. You've got Dustin Johnson, Cameron Smith. Uh, Reed's a pretty good price. I think he was like is it, is it, 10 to 1. He's 11 to 1 with oh, there you go. Yeah. all places. Uh, this was the one I was looking at. 11 to 1 basically to beat Johnson, Smith and Kepka in my eyes. 
So yeah, I actually I've gone a bit riskier. Obviously, Mito. I like I like I like Mito. No, I really like Mito, and I could quite easily have taken him, but I just feel although it's his first visit, you know, it is his first visit at Augusta, so there is that element of risk, even though I do think he'll enjoy it, um, enjoy the test. But I did opt for Taylor Gooch. I think it's twenty to one. Um, and you can get four places as well in the yeah. UK. Um, so yeah, I just feel like he's been he's been consistently average basically. Um, and I, I just saw on his Instagram, like he, he feel he feels like he's got a lot to build on, and he feels his game is ready. And I just I got suckered into that with with <laughs> I do, him. I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, I get suckered into it. He got better round by round as well, at Orlando. And obviously, what we've already said, had a good um, debut last year here. He was really steady um, across four four rounds. So. Yeah, stiff competition. It's a long shot, but yeah, I think at twenty to one ish, I think there's enough there to chance him. Yep, I like that. Right, let's summarise some of these picks. Obviously, there's going to be some of those bits in there that we just kind of discussed rather yeah. than picks. But first round leaders for me are Jordan Spieth at twenty five to one, uh, Sung J Im at forty to one, Justin Rose as well at forty to one, and Xander Shoffley at thirty three to one. Those are my first round leader picks. Uh, Brad, first round leader picks for you. So I've gone Justin Rose of yourself. I think you get 40 to 1. That's got a bet. And then you, I have gone for, sorry, I've got the odds written down. No, that's fine. Just um, just read them out, mate. I've gone, I've gone, Taylor, I've gone Taylor Gooch. Yeah. Um, I think 80 to 1, best price with Unibet, seven places. Yeah. Uh, I've gone Harold Varner. You can get 100 to 1, six places with Boyle Sports. And then I've gone Sepp Stracker, 125 to 1, six places. Yep, like that. In the three balls, I have taken um, Russell Henley's bit, Alex Noron and Fred Couples at 13 to 10. We, you've obviously mentioned the ones where you can take on the seniors. People can go and figure those ones out themselves. Um, and then I like Xander Schoffelet to beat Victor Hovland and Tiger Woods. He is 29 to 20 to do some bet 365. And I also like Charles Schwartzel to win his three ball against uh, Polk Geiter and uh, Taylor Moore, two debutants. So he is 17 to 10 to do that. Talking on the theme of Charles Schwartzel, I like him at seven to one to finish inside the top 20. And I think you like Kevin Nair in that market as well. I do. Yeah, I do. After um, going over his um, recent form and like his sneaky decent Augusta record I think you can get six to one about him so yeah I'm happy with that yeah just just two live players like I, I didn't want to get too heavy like I think there is some value in the outline market for live players but I don't know which one and I don't think I think the I think the value is in the side markets to be honest yeah, I, can't, I, I can't see one winning but I can see the the leaderboard being littered like yeah well them. it was it was the same at St Andrews wasn't it like it, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what they didn't win it uh well I mean, unless you they're being discounted out. by the bookies like the, some of the odds you can get on them it's just ridiculous I, I think seven to one on top 20 on Charlie Schwartz was is massive i don't i don't yeah, that is huge. get yeah. that one uh given the the way he's played i know he can obviously fill a couple of short but let's just look at let's just look at st andrews as the last time we've got so cameron smith retrospectively is now a live player i don't think we can count that at the, time. at the time uh dustin johnson was sixth bryson dechambeau was eighth abraham answer was 11th um that might be it for the top 20 so there was what like four players in the top 20 for live uh bryson dustin Abraham answer, so we can't count. We can't get counted. So it's three in the end. But there, before that, it was like 
Taylor Gooch was inside the top eight after a couple of rounds. There was there was some threats there, and I think we can do the same. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Justin Rose at three and a half to one in the top English market. You're going a bit bolder and taking him top GB and I. I am, yes. Yeah, I think that might be eight to one. Yeah, you're going with Taylor Gooch, top live player at 20 to one. And I am yes. going incredibly rogue, and you have to go to Bet365 for this because I don't actually know if anybody else offers it. Um, first round top golfer by category, Corey Connors to be top Canadian after round one, uh, seven to five. Uh, he's got to beat Mackenzie Hughes, Fenton, and Mike Weir. Uh, let's just hope that Kevin Nile walks in some putts on Mike Weir and holds him off, uh, and then it's down to Hughes and Svensson. Brad, I think that's it. I think I think that's a little bit longer. Yeah, than we've I, I'll touch. I just um, the other two were. Uh, oh yes. Oh no no no! It's just uh, the top amateur, top yes. amateur, yeah, uh, pot guiter, which I think you can get for six to one. And, and yeah, then we like we like the debutants Figala and Amito. And and yeah, Amito, Mito Pereira. Top yeah. and you like um Tagala. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think I think that's well summarized. Yeah, well, I, think, I think we've got quite a few there. I love it. <laughs> we've we've covered a lot, a little bit longer than we planned, but um enjoyed it. Carried away. Worst the masters, isn't it? We are gonna get carried away. Oh man, I'm um, buzzing now. All the bets are placed. Got my brother coming over this weekend, so yeah, there'll be plenty of beers drunk. We're ready. We're ready. We we're, ready. we're looking forward ready. to uh Masters Sunday. Brad, thank yeah. you as everybody, and uh, we'll catch up during the week. 